1: Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. This is the post-game edition the Cowboy Walk and Talk as we walk from Eamon G. Carter Stadium here in Fort Worth, where Oklahoma State suffered a 43-40 double overtime loss at TCU. Brings the Cowboys' undefeated season to an end right here at the Midway Point, a, uh, uh, a, a very difficult one and a lot to get to. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh, as always, as we're uh, walking from the stadium back to our cars and uh, and get ready to head back to Oklahoma City tonight. So, uh, Jacob, uh, just uh, just first big thoughts. What uh, what sticks out to you about what was a, uh, a very painful overtime, double overtime loss for Oklahoma State, in which they led by double digits multiple times?
0: Uh, you kind of hit on it, they blew the lead. That um, they had a 17-point lead, uh, they had a 14-point lead, what four times in the second half, um, blowing that sticks out to me. But I think really their run defense tonight is the, was the biggest issue to me, allowing 5.2 yards per carry and the inability to tackle, and a lot of that was problematic. And kind of what we saw as a sign at times last week against Texas Tech. Now. Um, they fixed it in the second half last week, but they didn't fix it tonight, um, and it really hurt them. Um, Mason Cobb talked about it after the game that that just can't happen, they've got to be better than that. And so I look at that as kind of the biggest issue tonight.
1: Yeah, you brought up the tackling, and that's something that's going to be a looming issue going forward with this with this defense until they can get it resolved. Um, I mean, obviously it's, it's so difficult to not – regularly compare this defense to the defense from a year ago uh but but that's what that's what we saw and we what we know they have guys that are capable of doing so um you don't want to be unfair in comparing them but at the same time this defense needs to tackle better they had open field opportunities one-on-one opportunities Uh, they had opportunities in holes where they had multiple guys that had chances at tackles that could have uh, could have you know slowed down drives, stopped drives, forced punts, and uh, they weren't able to do it, and that was a uh, a real concern that is uh, that is going to be with this defense going forward. So, um, you know, for me, I look more at the uh, at the offensive side of the ball. I know a lot of people are uh, are uh, you know aware of the uh, the injury that Spencer Sanders was dealing with with the shoulder, didn't practice all week, all that stuff. We can get into that some more later. But their inability to run the ball consistently is, uh, is a real concern, and it's popped up more than a couple of times so far this season. So that's, uh, that's something that's uh, just like the tackling. They're going to have to get it figured out if they're, uh, they're going to be able to succeed at the level that they're capable of succeeding. So, um, you know, the, the more difficulty they have running the ball, the easier it is for teams to, to drop eight or uh, or just float safeties around in the back and give Spencer Sanders a lot of trouble in in trying to find room to throw the ball. So it's uh, it's it's a huge issue. You know they averaged 3.4 per carry tonight, and that's with Spencer Sanders averaging 6.8 on his 11 carries. You take that out, the rest of the team averaged 2.4 a carry. You know, Dom Richardson was solid at, at 3.3, didn't have a lot of running room, got some extra yards in situations where it didn't look like there was anything to get, but they've got to open some holes better for for those guys going forward, Jacob.
0: Yeah. You know, Dom ended up being a better receiver tonight than running back when you look at the stats, which is wild. Yeah. Um, they got him in space, so it made it easier for him. But, yeah, I, I don't, I can't figure out the issue for this run game when you – look at how well they ran it against Arizona state and they ran it pretty well. I thought at Baylor and right. Um, but last week kind of struggled at times. And then, you know, tonight just, I don't know if it's Preston Wilson being out and changing the, the middle of the defense that way, or, you know, if there's just some things they're not executing. Um, Gunning didn't really want to pinpoint it. Casey doesn't really want to pinpoint it, um, but they've got to, you're right. They've got to figure this out. I don't, It's baffling because this team last year was so good run blocking and they've lost pieces off last year's offensive line, but there's a lot of those guys back too. And so um, it's kind of like the defense comparing them to last year and they tackle it compared to the offensive line to when they blocked really well. Right. And uh, so I just, you know, I don't know, I don't know the answer there, they've got to figure it out fast because Texas next week is going to be a stiff challenge. Um, They're playing well right now and, got a lot of confidence defensively, so I think they've got to somehow figure out this offensive line thing, because they, they have not figured out a way to get both pass blocking and run blocking figured out, and right at the same time, it's one or the other, and they need to have us both, or they're, they're going to be in big trouble as they keep going down this tough stretch.
1: Well, And, and obviously, we're going to get into, uh, into Texas more in our, our Tuesday night podcast uh, at Stone Cloud on Tuesday night, but the, the same issue that you talked about earlier with the tackling and the run defense is going to be an even bigger concern as Texas with yeah. John Robinson and, and the other running backs that they've got and, and the things they can do running the ball. So, um, some very present concerns that come out of this game, even though, you know, you look at, at, at the offense, they still put up 40 points. Um, obviously some of that came in the, in the two overtimes with, uh, with a touchdown and a field goal. Uh, but, but they were productive, um, the defense was doing really good for, for three quarters. And then, uh, and then the bottom kind of fell out. Um, so they're capable of playing well. It's, uh, it's just a matter of, of lasting till the end. So, um, uh, really a, uh, it was a, it was a very strange game. Obviously Oklahoma state gets up 24 to seven with 10 minutes left until halftime. And you felt like, uh, like everything, like they, they were just going to roll through this team. And, uh, you know, TCU wasn't, uh, wasn't the, the the great team that uh, that maybe they were being made out to be after uh, their un- un- unbeaten start, but um, just watching it, uh, watching watching it all evaporate was was really bizarre. You know, you look at Spencer Sanders' numbers over the course of the game. Starts out seven of ten in the first quarter, has the two rushing touchdowns, and then and then things really kind of go south from there. He does end up getting the uh, the touchdown pass. To John Paul Richardson, but uh, really after that, it was downhill pretty fast. He goes eight of twenty-one after that touchdown when uh, when they took the lead twenty-four to seven, eight of twenty-one for one hundred and sixteen yards from there.
0: I, it's so, uh, it was some of that though. TCU's man-to-man defense too. Cause they had really good man-to-man play today, and John Paul Richardson mentioned that in the post game that you know they went more man-to-man than other teams have been. It challenged those receivers, and so I wonder if some of that was the issue too. They just couldn't. They just got beat on some of that too. um, When Spencer was throwing some of those passes.
1: Yeah, exactly. You look. You look back at uh, at the interception uh, that uh, that he threw. um, You know, it's probably a pick one way or another. But Braden Johnson didn't make a real great effort to uh, to to break up the pass. Um, You got. Uh, Johnson had a drop earlier in the game on a uh, what would have been a big play. Jaden Nixon had a huge drop that could have been that could have potentially been the the, the knockout blow that yeah. they so desperately needed there in the second quarter. Um, just a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of moments like that that just didn't go their way.
0: I still I'm still baffled by the post route to Braden Cassidy. So by the way, I don't. Understand it was really that design.
1: really odd odd timing in a in a third and long situation. Go into your uh, your little used tight end in terms of of throwing the ball um, doesn't didn't make a lot of sense. Well, that was an odd and, one.
0: And they've just moved Rashad Owens, a really good receiver, to that position. And for right. some reason, you think Braden Cassidy needs to run that over Rashad. I don't understand. Um, and then Rashad's in there in run blocking situations, and Braden probably should have been <laughs> in run-blocking situations. So maybe that's the issue. Maybe we, when we talk this out, maybe that's the issue. that some of the personnel decisions <laughs> are leading to some run problems here. Um, because, I mean, Rashad Owens is big. He's a big receiver. But he's not a run-blocker necessarily yet. Right. He's the guy yeah. they want as a tight end pass catcher more than that. And he's in there on third down rushing situations. And when Braden Cassidy or Jake Schultz would probably be in there more.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, one of the, the consistent themes on Oklahoma State Twitter right now is the feeling that Gundy and, uh, to a certain extent, Casey Dunn as the offensive coordinator got a little bit conservative. Um, I think there were maybe some, some very small instances where they got a little bit conservative, uh, particularly late in the second quarter. Uh, but throughout the second half, I didn't feel like they were all that conservative. I feel I felt like it was more an ex- an execution issue yeah. than a uh, uh, conservative game plan. I
0: would uh, agree with that. I think I mean, they couldn't run the ball.
1: Right. Yeah. And and you know they're they're struggling to run the ball against a six man box and and not being able to execute, not being able to to <laughs> <is> not, <laughs> not being able to give guys the uh to run but all right well that's
0: that's uh ESPN's Dave uh it's Dave yeah. ESPN setting his car along, <laughs> along for us <laughs> that's
1: uh that's uh, nice of Dave to do that for us um all right well uh, well I think that may, that's maybe our sign yeah that we're back to car. uh to wrap up the show so um with that we finish where we always finish in the postgame podcast the most important thing that I forgot
0: well, you know, we, we asked this question on our podcast last Tuesday at uh, Stone Cloud. Um, is TCU good? Because we were still trying to figure it out. I think they're good. I think we've answered it.
1: I, <laughs> I, th- I think they're good. I think that they are, um, you know, I mean, it's easy, easy to say that they're the top contender for the Big 12 title at this point. Just because they're uh, they're sitting here undefeated with uh, with some really important wins behind them, so yeah, I mean, I mean, to to get down the way that they did and be able to to manage a, a comeback in that scenario, um, you know, really really impressive. Uh, most important thing I forgot from me. Should Mike Gundy have gone for two in the, oh, at the end of the first overtime?
0: Oh, absolutely, he should have.
1: I would have, I would have, I would have gone for it somehow, some way. You want to blame me for being conservative? I think that's the uh, yeah. biggest issue of uh, of a conservative decision right there. Uh, your your offense is not moving the ball. The fact that they scored a touchdown, uh, you know, they needed that fourth and nine conversion, and then uh, and then obviously the run by Dominic Richardson to uh, to to get the uh, the touchdown. I think you've got to. I think you've got to just take your chances there. You've got you've got better odds of, of gaining three yards than you do of stopping TCU on their next possession. Yes, uh, I think I think that was uh, that was the one area where I, I think that that they uh, maybe got uh, a little uh, a little soft in their in their approach. I think that was the one opportunity they had to really put this thing away. Uh, and uh, and they passed on it and tried to take it. Their chances in a second overtime. I would have gone gone for the win. Um, I I mean per, I made this comment in the press box at the time. Uh, I probably run a uh, I would have run a fake field goal. Uh, yeah. Over. Uh, I know. I mean, honestly, I, I know that your your odds are better when you've got your quarterback throwing the ball uh, yeah. to one of your receivers. But um, you know when uh, when a team feels that you're uh, you're just taking the uh, the point and going to the next overtime i think there's a uh, a good chance of keep catching somebody off guard right there so yeah um, I, I yeah also like i would
0: even if you ran it you've got three yards and the way spencer runs around the goal line you gotta like yeah. his ability to go and get the touchdown or you could throw i mean get the ball to brendan presley's hands the way presley can fight for yards even though he's small there's there's right. a lot of options i wish you would have had there
1: yeah, I think so. Casey Dunn mentioned that, you know, because of the way college football rules are now, where second overtime you you have to go for two third overtime, it's just a two-point conversion contest. You've got to have multiple plays for two-point conversions that you rep consistently and are comfortable with on game day. So, you know, they had plenty of options and uh yeah, to not to not step up and go for it right there I I thought was uh, was giving away the little bit of momentum you had gained by converting that fourth down and getting the touchdown so all right anything else jacob
0: no i think uh that covers it all i think we're ready to head back to uh oklahoma city tonight
1: i think it's time to to get on the road see what kind of weather we got in front of us on uh, on our way back so uh thanks to everybody for listening we will again be at stone cloud 917 south husband in stillwater on tuesday night come by hang out have a beer with us have a good time with that thank you for listening to the cowboy chronicles